Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want a plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to episode 28 with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Today, Larry is going to revisit something he's spoken about before, but it's just vitally important. And especially at summertime, we want to we want to dive into this, the four pillars of your complete financial house. How are you doing, Larry? I'm doing great today, Eric. Fantastic. All right, why don't you walk us through this? What are the four pillars to start with? Well, the four pillars that, w- that we have is really the first one is kind of the mindset and that's actually the uh, kind of the foundation of your complete house the first first level mm-hmm. and then as you're going up the first floor we call the, you know the strategy level followed by the top floor is our tactics and finally the the, the top of the house the roof we kind of call our progress so we have four areas. We have mindset, strategy, tactics, and then progress. All right. So mindset is the first one. Where do we start in mindset? So in mindset, so when when potential clients come in, you know, come in the door, you know, obviously we're a financial advisory firm. They want to kind of start with showing us all their investments. And before we actually even take a look at their investments, we really want to create the blueprint. We want to figure out what type of house they want to build, or in this kind of instance, what type of life they want to have. What do they want to, you know, uh, uh, achieve during their life financially? And not just a, a number, but basically specific goals. And, you know, one of the questions that I that I love to ask clients when they come come in is, you know, paint me a picture of your life five years from now. I try to get clients to visualize what their life is going to be. And then from there, I said, okay, now paint me a picture 10 years from now and beyond and trying to get them to visualize their life. And from here, we actually can put down specific goals. You know, I want to retire here. I want to start a charity and do this. And we were starting to, or I want to start a second career in photography. All the things that they they want they want to do. Uh, I'm a big believer on kind of you know looking at the vision. I love to you know talk about a couple of the stories. One of them is you know my athlete stories. Two quick ones. And I think I might have told them before, but I'm going to retell them. Uh, you know, Jason Day, who's a professional golfer, before he goes and takes a shot, he actually closes his eyes and visualizes what the shot is going to be. And, and Bo Jackson, for those of you old enough to remember Bo Jackson, he was really the first two mm-hmm. athlete, two sport athlete in both baseball and football. And I remember watching an interview after he ran for a long touchdown and the announcer said, you know, how did you do that? And, and posted, you know what? I already visioned that in my mind beforehand. So when I was running it, it was really just like a play that I had already seen just rehearsed. So I just did that. So I, I, I think there is something to be said that, you know, visualizing really helps you achieve your goals. You know, the actor Jim Carrey, Great story. So when, when Jim was first starting out, his dad used to take him around to these comedy clubs and he was struggling. And then one day he decided to move out to, uh, to California. And when he got out to California, he took a check 
and he wrote it to himself and he wrote the check for $1 million. Now he had not nothing to in his bank account. And he said, one day I am going to be able to cash this check. So he was giving him some type of goal, some type of objective to achieve. And I really do believe if, if people put down and try to visualize what they want to do, they could achieve that. You know, just to finish the Jim Carrey story, we all know he made a lot more than a million dollars and he carried around that check in his wallet his entire life until his dad passed away and then he put the check in the casket when, when they buried his father. So oh. I am such a b big believer on, uh, on vision. So that, that's really the first thing that we start with is, is really get them to visualize what they want to do. Where do they want to be? Who do they want to help? And, and once we've written all these visions down, now we really kind of find out a purpose, you know, which one is more important to them and when. Obviously, people come in and say, oh, I'd love to retire tomorrow. I'd love to have $10 billion. But most people really take this seriously and realistically. And we start to write them down and then we start to prioritize them um, and set time frames and get really specific. You know, I really would like to, you know, to, to stop working at 62 and start another career. Or I'd really like to have enough money that I'm able to fund my 10 grandchildren's college education. That's really important to me. And, you know, just a, a few interesting, you know, few interesting stories talking about the, you know, photography. So well, we met with a client, you know, he was a corporate executive for his entire life. And he really is a good, you know, photographer, a landscape photographer. And he wanted to stop at 60, you know, at 62 and really try to make this happen. He had thought about it before, but nobody had really asked him what he wanted to do or really put him to the fire to see if this could be accomplished. And in designing our complete financial house and putting everything together, we were able to show him ways that he was able to able to accomplish that. And he stopped at 62. He actually did some consulting for a little bit. But now he's out there enjoying his, you know, his photography and couldn't be and couldn't be happier. He didn't want to wait until he's six, you know, he's 65. So these types of stories and these types of being able to visualize and then figure out of a way of accomplishing them, you know, that's what we do. We'll, we'll help you get from where you want to be to where you need to be. But you also have to have some of the, you know, the, the discipline in, in place. Last week, we had an annual review with a, you know, with a client and we were going through their retirement goals and their retirement plans and their, their, their discipline and their, they're living a nice life, but they're also saving a nice amount, a nice amount of money. And he said to me, I don't know how other people do this. One of their, his colleagues, he works in real estate on commission, you know, went to Greece for three weeks is like, how is he able to, you know, how is he able to do this? Um, and I said to him, I don't know the specifics of what he does, but maybe they're not planning for the future. Maybe this is what they're doing and they're living, to, you know, day to day. So there is trade-offs and figuring out what's important to you and committing to that 
and then monitoring to that and having the discipline will help you, you know, help you achieve, achieve this. You know, Jason Day, Bo Jackson, they didn't just wake up one day and be able to accomplish what they did. There was a lot of hard work and practice to get them to where they wanted to be. The same thing here, where you need to be and what you want to get to. There is practice that needs to be done and discipline that you need to uh, to, to accomplish. So, you know, that that's kind of, the, you know, the fun part of the, the mindset and really hearing everyone's different stories and everyone's visual and, and mental goals and really creating the, the, the blueprint. So when they get to that point, point and they come in and they say, Larry, we, we, we've made it. And, you know, we couldn't have done this without you, without your firm's help. You're able to not need to visualize this, but accomplish this goals it is really what I wake up every day for and what makes me love this profession and this job. Absolutely. It's, it's so difficult sometimes for us in our day-to-day lives to sit there and try to visualize five years down the road or 10 years down the road. So you bringing that discipline to the table and saying, hey, this is what we need to take a look at because this is going to help you with that blueprint and this is how I can, I can help you achieve that. But we, we can't do it until you show me what that looks like in five to 10 years. So that's fantastic. So what's the sec- the next pillar? So the next pillar is now when we, we, we now we have the, the visualize part. So now we've got to come up with the, the, the strategy. So here's where we need to kind of first, you know, break down and get access to all your current in, you know, all your current information. So this is where we kind of want to bridge from your vision that, you know, to making you know, to making it happen. So we, we, we need to look at what your you know, income is, what your expenses are, what your investments are, breaking down how much you're going to make, how much you can save, and coming up with a game plan to see if this is going to be doable. I mean, everyone would like to do this, but there may or may not be able to do this, or there may be decisions to be, to be made. You know, if you're trying to you know, stop working completely at an earlier age, you may need to sacrifice some savings now to make, you know, to make that happen. If you want to really in, you know, enjoy life now, and there are specific things you want to do now, such as either starting a business or taking a year off and traveling around around the world, maybe some of the other longer term goals need to be pushed back. So this is where we're finding we need to take all the specifics that you need and we need and kind of take all that back so we get all the information from each of our prospects and then we starting to create this blueprint, starting to create, okay, how do we go from here to to here? And what are all the, you know, what are all the, the, the stra- you know, the strategies involved? I'll give you a, a little bit of a, a personal, you know, a personal story. So prior to, to 9-11, my office was in New York City and I was spending a lot of time, I work with a lot of professional athletes and I was spending a lot of time traveling around the country, meeting with them. And I had three little children at home. Uh, probably then, you know, my 
children are two years apart with twins. So I was commuting an hour and 40 minutes each day and then traveling on the weekends. And I, although I was liking what I was doing, that wasn't the life that I wanted to, to be. I wanted to have dinner with my kids at night and be able to coach all their, all, all their teams. So I went to my then partner and I explained this to to them. And I spoke to my wife and came up with a game plan of basically starting over and moving out of working with a lot of professional athletes. We still have some, but working with individuals and corporate executives and small businesses. So I had to come up with, I had to figure out what are all the numbers? What are the numbers? Because I had a family to feed. How do I figure out these numbers? How do I move my office? How do I create new business? Um, so I did this kind of the same thing that I tell clients. I visualized my life. I saw myself commuting five minutes instead of an hour and a half. I saw myself spending time more time with my family. And then I worked the numbers. I worked the numbers where I had to figure out how to how to make this, and it took a few years to transition transition this over. And so it's been 17 years since that, and it's worked out. Uh, it's worked out terrific. My kids now are just finishing up college, so I'm on to the to the next. So uh, so I do live what I tell people by visualizing and then creating the strategy. What I'm hearing is that the strategy is incredibly individualized. If if I've got my strategy, now where do you take me, Larry? Yeah. So so now now we kind of figure out the strategy, and now this is where we kind of you know show clients a lot of we call the tactics, but a lot of the specifics on what works and what you know what doesn't doesn't work. And I'm going to go through some of them. We probably had separate podcasts on each on a lot of these. I'm not going to go into each one of them, but some of the t- tactics are so let's just talk about tax planning and you know in 2017 they changed the they changed the tax laws. Mm-hmm. So now th- there are a lot of different strategies that need to be looked at and put in you know put into place. One of the one of the ones we look at a lot is what the tax bracket is going to be it, after they retire but before they're age seventy when they have to take required minimum distributions out of their qualified accounts. So if you're a you know, a high earning corporate executive or business owner, you could go from a very high tax bracket to possibly a very low tax bracket in those few years before age 70. So figuring out where did which account to take the money out? Should I withdraw money from my qualified account or my non-qualified account? Most people wait until age 70 before they take money out of their IRA or their 401k because they, they can. New tax law, that may not be the case. Plus, 2026, the law sunsets, so we may go back to the old tax laws. So some of these specifics in here and saving thousands of dollars in your in, in taxes uh, help in achieving your longer term longer term goals. 
So tax planning is a big tactic. Social security planning, again, that law changed in 2016. Some of the strategies you used to be able to do, you can't. But when do you take it? Do you take it at no more retirement age? Do you take it at 70? Every client is different depending upon their situation, their health, their spousal's income. It's different if the two spouses are earning the same versus one spouse earning more money than the other spouse. So, so security planning is an important, you know, important tactic in there. You know, expenses and income. You know, and talking about expenses and income, really breaking them down between what we call survival, lifestyle, and legacy expenses. So this way, when we're coming up with these strategy, and if it's not working here or there, we can really delve into some of the lifestyle expenses and see what you know what can be changed or what can be increased. You know, we find actually that mo- most people. Um, are better off and have enough money coming retirement and they're just a little concerned about spending too much. So sometimes we say, hey, you can spend more money in some of these lifestyle. Travel is a big lifestyle expense. So we're kind of entertainment, those that are variable, not survival, which was food and housing. Um, And then legacy expenses, assets that they want to leave to their you know, to their children. A lot of people, especially in the big cities, uh, big metropolitan areas, have a house that might have appreciated 10 times. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't spend the house during your retirement. So do you want to stay in your house and then leave it to your next of your heirs? Or do you eventually going to take sell that and use some of that to reach some of these other specific goals that you may have. So talking about the different type of expenses and assets, and of course the investment, you know, the investment allocation. How much money should you have in cash? How much money should you have in bonds? What type of bonds? How much money should you have in equities? You know, if you're retiring in your your 60s and people are living today into their mid-90s, that's 30 plus years that they need to live on. They need to get some rates of return to to be able to get enough of a return to make their money, you know, grow and last. And a one percent difference could be hundreds of thousands of dollars over that 30 year time frame. So making sure that you have the right allocation and then the right discipline and strategy as things change in 2008. You know, we had a lot of clients who, who were retired and were extremely nervous. Our, what we call our bucket strategy, which we keep one to three years of expenses in cash and then two to 10 years in bonds, allowed me to tell every client, hey, it doesn't make a difference what's going down in the market. Your 10-year bucket, the amount of money that you have in the stock market, we're not touching right now. As long as you believe 10 years from now, the market will be higher, it really doesn't make a difference. It's just on paper. So, you know, sticking to the strategy, spending the cash, we had to do a lot of handholding with a lot of clients, but the, uh, but they came out of this fine. The people that got hurt were the ones that sold during that time. So all these tactics and being able to stick to these tactics could mean whether you are able to visualize or accomplish your, your your dreams or perhaps not. Larry, that sounds like there's a lot of trust involved as an advisor. And we, you know, 
as, as consumers, we want to, and we need to be able to trust our advisor. Take us to pillar number four and kind of explain that to us so we understand it. Right. So pillar number four is progress. So, you know, it's great to visualize the plan. It's great to have this plan. However, you know, life doesn't always work out the way that we that we want to. Uh, and things change. You know, personally, things change. People get sick. People die. And making sure that, you know, we, we adjust and we change the plan, just like I talked to you, you know, about what happened when the, the stock market went way, way down. There's going to be times when that happens again. We may have inflation, which we haven't had in a long period of time. So there may be things that we were putting to, you know, together a savings plan and other things came up, such as a, uh, a wedding. So so we have to adjust some of these. So you, you, you just can't come up with a strategy and a visualization and then come up with and, and move forward five, 10 years, sometimes 20 years and hope it's complete because we know things need to be adjusted. So you know, every so often we need to we need to track this and we track it. Usually you're tracking it on a year by year basis. Sometimes clients want to do a little bit more specific and they do it a little, little bit more than yearly. But as we go through year by year, we're going to track these goals. We're going to track these visions and the visions change. We had a client who the, the, the wife said, there is no way I am ever selling my home. I am going to stay in my home for the rest of my life. The husband wanted to to leave and to sell the house and to downsize. And the wife was was adamant. You know, it's funny because a lot of times we kind of act as a social worker. They're sitting there talking about the two different things. And we're kind of, you know, in the you know, in the in the middle there. So in this particular scenario, the wife, the wife didn't want to do this. Lo and behold, three years later, we had our annual meeting to talk about, you know, the visions and the goals. And she said, you know what? I've changed my mind. I'm ready to move on. So we went from adamant never selling the house to now selling the house, which now we're going to revise the plan and the strategies and where they're going to be and what they're going to do and and, and track this going forward. So we basically revisit, revisit our complete financial house from vision to strategies to tactics and changed everything uh, along the lines. So it's very important to monitor to, to monitor your 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 specific tactics, but also revisit your visions every every so often because they happen to uh, happen to change, and we'll bring you along the way and keep monitoring this to making sure that they that you accomplish them. Well, that puts you in a kind of a tough position sometimes, kind of a as refer, referee and or counselor, like you said. It's it's great to be able to pivot like that. Sounds like you've built this system so that you can pivot after you know being able to see some changes in ideas or or like the the wife's thought process had changed and and that that changes a lot. It's not always so. It's not always so you know so simple. You know we currently have a you know have a client who the the, the wife is basically wanted to buy real estate along the way mm-hmm. and they're you know, getting closer to retirement and the husband doesn't want to keep doing this. And, you know, he kind of brought us in to kind of, I don't want to say referee, but show us, show the numbers. So when we show the numbers, maybe she would look 
differently. So yes, you have to be very careful and look at, you know, they're both our clients, both the husband and the wife are our clients. And we're trying to come up with something that works for both of them. If they can't come up with a clear vision, it's, it's difficult to put a strategy in place that's really specific, we may have to put in different options, you know, this strategy versus this strategy and this option versus this option until they get to a meeting of the, a meeting of the minds. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Makes sense. All right, Larry, where do we go from here? We've got the four pillars. So let's just, let me just kind of summarize, you know, basically the complete financial house and what we do and what we believe individuals should do when they're, you know, looking, you know, for help with a wealth manager or even trying to create this on their own. So, you know, the the, the first thing is to to really visualize your dreams, your, and your goals. Yeah. And then write them down. You know, it might sound corny, but when you write them down and having a written financial plan, there's been studies that show that you're more likely to achieve your goals Mm -hmm. by having a a written financial plan. So write them down, prioritize them, put specific time frames in there, even if it's so far down the road. By just putting in a time frame, it starts you thinking, thinking about that. So visualize your dreams and goals, write down, prioritize them, set time frames, and then begin to gather all the facts. You know, I'm just going to sidestep here that I didn't talk about, but, you know, one of the things that, you know, clients sometimes tell us, oh, well, I, I think I spend X amount a month. Well, you need to know specifics because a few dollars here or there could be a difference whether your goals are achieved or not. So you need to gather all the facts and they need to be accurate. You know, I tell people garbage in, garbage out. You need to have the correct facts and then, you know, calculate and summarize everything so you know exactly what you, you know, what you're doing. Now, there are ways that we can help calculating what your expenses and your income and your summary is without actually having to put a budget down and going through each one of your each one of your bills. So there are some there are some techniques that we can help you with this. And then from there, create a strategy to go from where you are to where you want to be. You know, looking at the the different cash flows and investment strategy and all the tactics that I talked about earlier. So this therefore you're maximizing your chances of success. That's what you want. That's what you want to do. You know, so, you know, again, you know, people kind of like, well, what's your rate of return? Well, the rate of return is irrelevant if you're not able to really, you know, achieve your goals and your objectives. So, you, yes, you want to get a good rate of return, but it's really what you keep after tax mm-hmm. and really knowing when you're going to be able to achieve your goals. And finally, finally, that the top the, of, the, of the complete financial house is continually track and monitor your, your, your progress. With all those steps, you'll have a clear path to, we hope, you know, life and wealth harmony. Great, Larry. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. You got it, Eric. Thank you for listening to today's podcast, episode number 28 with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to this podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. It also makes it so much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Thank you very much for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day.